Let us invite you to Garden of Australian Dreams, Genevieve Lacey's innovative sound installation, Breathing Space. The sound installation is inspired by texts by Vani Nation woman Alexis Wright, an activist, author and documentary maker from the highlands of the southern Gulf of Carpentaria. The installation comprises multiple musical pieces and transforms the visitor experience in the National Museum of Australia. And the internationally renowned musician and composer Genevieve Lacey is joining us on NITV Radio to tell us more. Hello Genevieve and welcome. Oh, good evening and welcome. Thank you. Thank you for joining us. So what is Garden of Australian Dreams? Yeah, look, that's a great question. So the Garden of Australian Dreams is the name of the space. It's beautiful, kind of very striking architectural space that's the central courtyard at the National Museum of Australia in Canberra. And the piece that I've created to sort of accompany or enliven that space is called Breathing Space. And it's a sound installation And we were really interested, um, we borrowed a term from the environmental movement, rewilding. And so we decided we wanted to rewild that space in sound. So the way that term is usually used is about um, restoring natural systems to spaces that have been domesticated or urbanised. So we liked the idea of planting this very urban space with sounds of the natural environment as well as sounds of instruments and sounds of voices, both speaking and singing, in order to sort of transport anyone who walks into that space into a landscape of their own dreams. Mm -hmm. And that sounds so beautiful. And um, how did she create it all? You know, can you please talk us a little bit, of course, through the process? Yeah, of course. So I created it alongside a team of amazing and beautifully generous collaborators. So it's actually a huge team of people who worked on this, a sort of smallish team of um, uh, musicians and uh, I suppose I'd call them technical wizards who help actually make this system go. And then a much broader um, component of people who were sound artists, who lent us their voices, who did all sorts of things. So It's a project that we hope in its sort of scale and aspiration really reaches for the, the epic stories of our continent, the deep time and the incredible biodiversity and human diversity in Australia. So we spent about three years working on it and it was a question of collecting sounds and recordings, what we call field recordings, so sounds of the natural environment, as well as very specific recordings of instruments played by um, an amazing ensemble of musicians, as well as some spoken voice and also the recording of a choir. So we spent maybe about a year collecting these recordings and then probably about two years stitching them together into this very intricate tapestry of sound. Hmm. That's awesome. And uh, the sound installation is inspired by the text uh, by Wani Nation woman Alexis Wright. Can you tell us a little bit more about that, please? Absolutely. So Alexis, as many of you who are listening will know, is one of our most revered writers in Australia, and rightly so. She's an extraordinary woman who has the sort of vision and voice of, of a poet, writes these sprawling, incredible both novels and works of non-fiction that really, um, I think, uh, in so many ways 
redefining what contemporary Australian literature is. And she writes out of her deep experiences and practices as a First Nations woman, but it's also wildly contemporary writing. So she um, she's an incredible woman and she's someone that I've had a great privilege of calling a colleague for quite some years now. So when I was first thinking about this project, I got in touch with Alexis just because she's wise and brilliant and I wanted some conversations. And during those conversations, she sent me this incredible um, essay and speech that she'd given um, for an international conference. And it was so moving and so powerful that I asked whether perhaps we could use part of that um, to sort of become what a, what we, we came to think of as the spine of this work. So we distilled this very complex work down into seven verses that are almost poetic in their nature. And 32 uh, people recorded that, that text for us. And that text appears throughout this piece. It's kind of gently threaded through it. And the people recording the text were sort of ranging in age from six through to their late 80s, people from all different walks of life, people whose first language is English, many of whom uh, English was not their first language, people who are First Nations Australians, people who are not. So a huge kind of diverse range of people speaking these unbelievably powerful texts in so many different voices and ways. Mm. And we, we already spoke about the process, but you worked with 21 musicians mm. and some of them were First Nations musicians. So what sounds did they bring to the mix, to the project? Yeah, it's a beautiful question. The, the sounds in the project are, uh, they come from all different parts of the continent, but also all different parts of the world because, you know, Australia is such a unique place in that we live on a continent with the oldest living culture on the planet and we're also a place that has welcomed people from all different parts of the world. So musically, we sort of wanted to um, allude to the fact that we have these deep and ancient First Nations traditions And then through our waves of migration, we also have in our midst, in our community, people who are playing from other very different musical traditions. So we used a range of different instruments and styles of music and sound in order to, again, sort of allude to the incredible richness of the human life on, on this continent as well as the, the non-human life. Mm -hmm. And what can we expect next from you? Because this installation is, as I understand, ongoing. So yeah, what are you yeah it is. And, and we're so wrapped about that. The, you know, the generosity of the museum to, to commission this this huge big work that, that is permanent. So people can enjoy it anytime from now and it's free. You can just wander in and, and sort of be immersed in it. In terms of what I'm doing next, I feel like I'm nearly at the end of this great wave of creative work that that happened through COVID times. So a big part of my life has been as a performing musician, but of course that wasn't possible through those years. So through those years, I sort of used my skills in other ways and it's it's really exciting to see those projects finally coming out into the world and Breathing Space is one of them, but I'm sort of itching to be a musician again who performs for live audiences. So, um, yeah, there's a big live work that's happening um, called Consort of the Moon as part of Rising Festival here in Melbourne um, in the middle of the year. And then 
I'm returning to my old patterns. Um, for most of my life, I've sort of moved between Europe and Australia as a almost like a migratory bird who travels north in the winter time to play concerts. And this year, for the first time in the last three years, I'm able to start that pattern again. So I sort of can't wait to travel north and go with my instruments and and meet my colleagues and audiences on the other side of the world again. Mm. Well, thank you so much, Genevieve, for taking your time before you before you fly to talk to us about about your installation, which is called Breathing Space, and it's in Garden of Australian Dreams. Thank you. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for being interested in it. And this is a bit of a taste how the Breathing Space in the National Museum of Australia actually sounds like. Mm-hmm.